Welcome to this week's episode of the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. Our topics this week are the College Football Championship Recap, James Harden being traded in a blockbuster trade to the Brooklyn Nets, DJ LeMay is signing a six-year deal with the New York Yankees, and the NFL Divisional Round picks for both Arsh and I. But first, we talk about the College Football Championship Recap between Alabama and Ohio State. So this was just a, a national championship game for the ages. This was amazing. And I really think that, uh, well, the final score was 52-24. And they didn't play a bad game. But they did not, Ohio State did not play a good game, but they did not play a bad game. It's just that they, Alabama has a once-in-a-lifetime wide receiver, a pretty good quarterback, and a, close to a once-in-a-lifetime running back. And when you pair, unless you go to Alabama, of course, then there's so many good running backs like Derrick Henry. But um, when you pair all those guys together, there's no way you're going to lose. And we literally just saw that with Alabama. Nick Saban officially becoming the coach to win the most national championships ever. And that's a a great achievement. Uh, Probably the best coach in uh, NCAA history and just a sign of more things to come. Um, obviously, if you listened to our last episode, you know Arsh was right, I was wrong, I picked, um, uh, Ohio State to shut down Devontae Smith, but apparently that is an impossible task. Devontae Smith, we saw his numbers, 12 receptions for 215 yards and 3 touchdowns at halftime. Okay, at halftime. And then, he couldn't come back in the game because he hurt his, uh, finger, but otherwise, he was having such an amazing game. And... That connection between Mac Jones and uh, Devontae Smith is crazy. And what I'm going to say is, this may be, this is very controversial, but I say that Devontae Smith is the best call, is the best wide receiver to ever come out of college. I don't think there's any way you can dispute that. Do you think the same thing? Not the best ever, but a really good wide receiver. Yeah, I think now, now, this gives um, the Dolphins at the number three pick a very good chance to take him. And imagine or maybe even Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones hasn't been bad. I know, but they don't need it because they have Tua. But imagine well, yeah, Tua, true. Devontae Parker, and uh, Devontae Smith. That would be an un. I I I predict that would be an unstoppable duo. And going back to the game now, Justin Fields, 194 yards and a touchdown through the air. He rushed a pretty good amount. But again, story Devontae Smith in Alabama, and not even that. Matt Jones throws for 494 yards and five touchdowns on 45 pass attempts. This team is just so good, and I, I think now I look, I, I should have picked Alabama. Like this looked like it was going to be a route, um, but I picked the underdogs. Obviously, Alabama 13 and 0 this season, and um, Ohio State 7 and 1. But Nick Saban. Um, winning his coach, or most coach to win uh, championships, which is a great honor. Yeah, this is just a crazy, this was a game for the ages, and I know Devontae Smith is going to remember this. This was maybe his best game of his career, and this was just in the first half that he posted up most, if not all of his stats. Think if he played a second half. I mean, this would have this would have been really close to, if not 70 points for Alabama. And if it, it looked like that, and he still scored 52 without him. Um, but it looked like that Devontae Smith 
was going to put up like 500 yards and like six touchdowns or something like that. And whenever they Ohio State tried to stop him in one area, he just beat him in another. They tried to stop him long, then he got short and broke away for long games. And if you watch, if you uh, uh, read that ESPN story, they said um, Devontae Smith returned to Alabama for his last year because one, he wanted to get a degree, which he did, and then he said he wanted to focus on the win. And that win came, he made it look so easy. And Matt Jones made those amazing throws that you just can't contest at all. And combined with a great wide receiver, it's just unstoppable. So um, Nick Saban, um, he, again, winning his coach for champion for CFP championships. And again, more. it seems like more are definitely going to come. Now we're going to talk about the Brooklyn Nets getting James Harden in a blockbuster trade. So the Rockets get eight first-round picks, not to mention Crux and Exum and Victor Oladipo, who they flipped Karis LeVert in a second-round pick for. Oladipo is an all-star and has the potential to be an all-star again, even though he was hurt last year. And eight first-round picks and two okay players that are very young that can develop. For the Rockets, I'm going to give this an A+, especially because they get James Harden off their hands. For the Pacers, I'm going to go with Karasovart and the second-round pick that they get from Houston to get um, Oladipo when the Rockets get Oladipo. This is a B plus. Levert is a great player, and last year we saw his 50-point game, 50-some point game, and a second-round pick, which had potential. So even though this is not an amazing trade, it is it can easily help the Pacers. The Nets, James Harden. So this is really the big issue. We don't know how well he's going to work out with KD. When when they were in, in OKC, they started off well, but they, they had some issues. And there might be some beef between them from then. And a new head coach and adding Kyrie into this situation doesn't help at all. So I'm going to give this an A-. And even though James Harden has been an MVP, I don't think he's ever going to get back to that caliber of 39 points per game or 36 points per game, whatever it was. And then the Cavaliers, they get a top 10 big man in Jared Allen and Torian Prince, who was a great sixth man, and sometimes he, he started for the Nets. So for the Cavaliers, they needed a big man. They were in dire need of a big man. This is an A for the Cavaliers. They get someone who can stretch the floor and also play great defense. So I'm going to start with the Nets. They get James Harden, which is definitely an A-plus trade, no matter what, unless you give, like, basically all your best players. And they don't. Really, their starting lineup right now is going to be crazy. It actually is going to be crazy. They're going to have James Harden, KD, and they're also going to have a Kyrie. And they're going to have, they didn't trade away Spencer, did we, D? And they have DeAndre Jordan. So an amazing trade for them. Now, going to the Rockets, they actually get Oladipo, Exum, Kourakis, three Brooklyn first-rounders, one Milwaukee first-rounder, and four Brooklyn first-round swaps. And basically, for the people who don't know what that is out there, a first-round swap is basically where the... Um, so let's say the Nets get a better draft pick than the Rockets do. The Rockets can actually force a trade in the year that that first round swap is for. They can actually force a trade to get the other team's draft pick, even if it's way better. Now, if the Rockets do better, it's optional, so they don't have to use that. Uh, they don't have to use that first round swap. It's just basically a security. Now the Pacers. So for the Rockets, I'm going to grade it definitely an A plus. Now for the Pacers, they get Karis LeVert and a second rounder, so that's a B. Karis LeVert is pretty good, and the Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince, both of whom are starters. So I'm going to give both of those Pacers and Cavs a B. 
Rockets and Nets an A+. How are you giving the Nets an A-plus, though? Because you don't know how they're going to work under a new head coach, and you have to give up so many first-round picks. So if this... If this not, if No, but if this doesn't work, then you have no future, essentially. But see what, what's been happening with Steve Nash as the new coach. He's been... They've been popping off. They've been amazing. That's because they, they won. They had Kyrie for, like, a quarter of the year. So it was it mainly KD. The, the and then of the they season, didn't have still been good. I mean, now, they didn't have uh, James Harden. Exactly. So with a better player, don't you think they'll be better? I do, but when they were in OKC, there were tons of issues. You don't think those are issues are going to arise there again? There weren't really that many issues. And no, Harden learned his life. If he does this again, no team is going to want him. It's kind of like Earl Thomas's situation. He was on the Seahawks. He didn't want to be there. He got to the Ravens. If... Harden messes this up, he's going to be out of there. And just like Earl Thomas was out of the Ravens. So I think this is an A-plus for the Nets in Houston. And I think a B for the Pacers and Cavs. Now we're going to talk about DJ LeMayu being signed to a six-year, $90 million deal to the New York Yankees. So I think this just really keeps their playoff hopes alive. Before, they were just being crushed by opposition and really just weren't performing. But this guy is the batting champ. He's been so good for the Yankees. And him and Urshela were just great steals that these Yankees got. I mean, there really isn't anything else to it. When you steal someone like at this caliber for barely anything compared to what he's getting now, it's just insane to think about. And he's just such a good player. That it's hard to be, it's hard to believe why the Yankees would have lost him. I mean, I think he would have liked to stay on the Yankees, and that's what he did. But they are gonna be such a good team now. They were already such a good team, but they really needed help, and this is going to help them because they're also going to keep space for other people and other people that they can sign and get in free agency or draft. So, all in all, I think this is a great deal for both sides. And uh, DJ LeMayu actually gets what he deserves because he hasn't been in the past, but finally he gets what he wants. And you mentioned they brought him cheap, but LeMayu was brought in for $12 million a year, and he was already a Gold Glove winner. So he's really panned out for this Yankees team. $15 million a year now, so it's only up $3 million, But I don't. they should have signed him earlier. I don't know why they let him go into free agency. Such a great player, batting champion like Arsh mentioned, and they just let him go out in free agency. It's, they actually, this, like Luke Voigt said, they, he wants to see DJ LeMay in pinstripes. And you see, this team has so much chemistry. They just need to finish off games. You see Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and even DJ LeMay, they're all getting these hits. And they're getting people on base. They just don't finish the inning and finish the game. So they have to really get that, when they get that to work, this team will be great. And I think LeMayu is the starting point of how that happens. And then, like Arch mentioned, Gio Urshela, another great steal. But this deal is it's centered around not the Yankees not having to pay luxury taxes. And it's a team-friendly deal. So even though it's only it's $15 million for LeMayu, which is, prob- which is around what he wanted. He wanted around $17 million. They, it's, they can still sign other players, like Arch mentioned. And they need some pitching uh, besides Garrett Cole. So they can... Definitely build around that, but diff- all around, like Arsh mentioned, great deal for the Yankees and DJ LeMayu, and hopefully he has another strong season like he did the last two years. Now we're going to talk about our picks for the divisional round in the 2021 playoffs. 
So, I'm going to start with the Packers versus Rams game. And I think the Packers will absolutely rout the Rams. Green, uh, Aaron Rodgers only thrown 89 career interceptions in 16 years. And I, I think he'll get picked off once to make it 90. But... Aaron Rodgers having such a great year, and even though that, even though they have uh, Jalen Ramsey and they have such a great defense, the Rams do. Um, oh, speaking of our last segment, Kyrie just got ruled out. Um, but Green Bay have Devontae Adams, and if they if they lock him down, they have. Um, MVS and Alan Lazard, who are both very solid receivers, and you can easily get beat over the top. So even Darius Williams, who had a, a great play last week, I think this Packers team is just going to absolutely route the Rams, and especially because John Wolford is not playing. I think he's better than Jared Goff, So, and the Packers right now are plus 6.5 right now. Wait, you think John Wolford's better than Jared Goff? Yeah, this year, and especially because Jared Goff is not fully healed from his thumb, and he's turned the ball over so much this year. And this Packers team is really stepping it up in sacks right now. Um, and then the Ravens versus the Bills. I think Lamar will beat the Ravens with his. I mean, Lamar will beat the Bills with his legs. The Bills not a very good run defense. Even though there's some snow expected, player, you see those massive games. Like you remember the. I don't know if you guys remember the Le'Veon Bell game where he had like almost 300 yards rushing and two touchdowns in the snow. So there's a bunch of games where players have huge games in the snow, and I think Lamar's going to put those rushing numbers up. And then uh, we go to the Browns versus Kansas City. I think this is an easy pick. Even though uh, Cleveland a stunner last week, Kansas City is going to, I think, same thing with the Packers, route the uh, Browns' horrible defense. And then the real game that everyone's talking about, Buccaneers versus Saints. And this Buccaneers team has really stepped it up, and they've really got a launch after their bye week. And even Gronk has stepped it up, even though he's not a big part of their passing uh, offense. He has really stepped it up. And then Antonio Brown, that addition, last one they played the Saints, Brady had his worst QBR ever of six. He had ex- almost five, 5.9, almost six. And they forced Antonio Brown in. Now they really have him into their system. And I think this is going to be a great matchup for the Bucks. This is going to be, I think it's, I think it is America's game of the week. But I think the Buccaneers come out on top and their defense finds a way to stop Drew Brees. Okay, so I'm going to start... And first of all, it's I'm going to start with the um, Bucks versus the Saints. And I definitely think that the uh, Bucks are going to win this. I said my Super Bowl pick would be the Chiefs versus the Bucks. And so far, both of them are still in it. Now, um, I think that the Bucks are going to win, but it's going to be really close because um, Drew Brees has been playing out of his mind. And especially when he plays the Bucks, he's been playing amazing. So I do think... I, I think that um that the Bucks are gonna win this one, but it's gonna be really close. Now next Wait, wait, so you think his rib his eleven rib fractures and his punctured lung is not gonna have an impact on this game? No, I really don't think so. I think he's going to be I I think he's gonna be still really good. Maybe not as good as he he's been, but still really, really good. So next I'm gonna do Bucks I mean um the Ravens versus the Bills. I think it, this one's going to the Bills. It's going to be really close, but Josh Allen has been playing amazing. Uh, he's he may be the he he should be the MVP or should be top three. He's been so good this year. And then, like I also think that the Packers are, are going to route the Rams. He's been uh, Aaron Rodgers has been so steady, also putting up an MVP year. 
And last but totally not least, I think it's going to be Chiefs versus Browns. And I definitely think that the Chiefs are going to win this one and advance to the AFC Championship. So let's go over our Super Bowl matchups again because last week we got the seeding messed up. Um, so I'm, I'm now my new pick is the Chiefs versus Packers. Originally, I had Titans versus Packers, and they got ruled, the Titans lost in a close game to Lamar, who obliterated their defense. But, um, are you, you're still sticking with the Chiefs Packers, like me, like I just said, right? Yeah. Okay. No, Chiefs, um, oh, Bucks. Chiefs Bucks. So you think, oh, so if they both advance, you think Bucks will beat the, um, Packers? Yeah, I think I think Pack that'll be a very close game if both of them advance. But even if the Saints versus Packers, I think that'll be another close game. But I think the Packers come out in the super uh, and end up like I picked in the winning the Super Bowl. I think they still win just against the Chiefs team with Patrick Mahomes. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button and that subscribe button, and make sure to turn post notifications on so you're always notified when we drop a new episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a review. We check those daily, and we will make sure to feature your comment in the next episode. Until next time, we're, we're the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast.